Um, we are continuing to discuss the benefits of adding um, more buses to our current fleet, um, a big conversation that has been had. As we stated, as I stated in my New Year's letter, you know, we did push pause on using the uh, middle school property. Basically, we did stop. We do have a lot of different options that we're looking at. We have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We're still looking into many of these options. Um, but right now, the middle school is we're on to the next option. So at this point, uh, you know, Mr. McCauley will continue with that same conversation regarding the budget and the transportation analysis of, uh, you know, what the savings would look like as we add and continue to add to our fleet. Yeah, good evening, everyone uh, in the public. Um, just like everything else, when we review the budget, we're always looking for where the significant increases are. Um, we usually know what our salaries are going to be because we negotiate with the with the uh, the union, you know, for three years in advance. We know what those salaries are going to be. Um, we recently redid copiers and saved, you know, two two to three hundred thousand dollars doing that. Um, what's coming up now is uh, transportation. Uh, that very first line you see, one hundred and thirty percent in two years. Um, it's it's not just it's not just contracts. It's everything with transportation. Back in 2020, I could buy a bus for about $95,000. In February of last year, I could buy a bus for $118,000. Now, it's $137,000. That's how much it costs to buy a bus. So in, in basically three years, it went from $95,000 to $137,000. And it's, it's not stopping. It's just continuing to rise. Um, I want to I go through the snapshot of what we pay now, what we're going to look like if we move forward with what the board wants to do. And I want to break it down a little bit more so everyone can see what's in it. So right now, this is what we see. Holcomb has um, the majority of all um, the West Effort school routes. Um, we used to bid about 99 routes. And last year we bid 50, 58. Um, you would think if we go from 99 to 58, that we would see basically almost a 40% reduction, but we didn't. Um, the rates actually went up 79%. So uh, Holcomb also used to have, if you look in the middle of sports trips, he used to bid, um, and I see he's here with his brother, um, he used to bid the sports and the field trips. We bid it out twice, and there were no other bidders. So in the summertime, we knew that we had to do something. Because, and although um, we could piece it out piecemeal here and there, uh, we determined that it would be best if we were to buy used buses and to do it ourselves. And we're running five, six, seven buses a day for sports. So our 54 passengers that you see, they're all running sports routes. Um, other non-West Effort schools, the 619, what you see there is special ed runs. And these are runs that are very costly to provide. Um, they usually have an aide on them. They have a nurse on them. They're wheelchair buses. They're very expensive. If you get a, uh, you'll see up here, if you get a, a bus that's a, like a five passenger wheelchair bus, you're talking 170 some thousand dollars for that bus. Um, jointures and other West Effort schools. We do have jointures where if we're running to a particular school and another district is doing it, we'll join with them. So it won't be just us. It'll be us. It'll be Gateway. It'll be Clearview. And we join together and we pave the route. Parental contracts. These are actually, these are bids that went out and no bus contractor picked it up. We're actually paying the parent to bring their own child to school because no contractor would bid on it. Um, sports and trips, you see 384. Everything down from existing sports staff. 
This is what we pay right now. And you're going to see on the next slide also, this is what we're paying. We actually picked up uh, a number of routes. Um, the existing support staff are two support staff that that's, uh, support our in-house functions. Existing drivers, we currently have 18 drivers. Um, existing aides, we have four, 14 aides. Um, these are the most costly runs that we had out there that we brought back. They were a, a lot more expensive for us to pay for. And they're a little bit more expensive for us to run because they all have aids on them. Uh, existing substitutes, existing bus insurance, um, existing uh, bus fuel and maintenance, uh, existing software. Most buses all have software on them anymore. Um, current and bus lease, that actually is 268. That was budgeted. It came in a lot less than that. 268 was what was in there, but the, the, the lease came in a lot less than that. Existing parent aid, Lou, that is um, parents that choose to send their school to. Um, um, another school other than West Effer, where whether it be um, uh, St. Margaret's or Paul VI or something like that, we actually pay them $1,000 um, because they're paying taxes in West Effer. The law says that we have to pay them if we're not able to provide a bus. So there's about $100,000 that leaves here. They get one payment, I think, in, ju in January, and then they get another payment in, in June, I think. So for us... Right now, it's costing us a little over $5 million to run our existing program right now, the way we have it right now. Um, if we go to the next slide. On the left side is what we're currently paying. We have office staff. As you can see, everything is in here. There's our, our, our office staff, our health benefits, workman's comp, FICA, pension, workman's comp. We pay 89 cents for a teacher for workman's comp, I pay $8.17 for uh, a bus driver. The difference is that a teacher's in the classroom, they don't, you know, they're less likely to get injured than going up and down uh, uh, school buses. Um, so it's a little bit more. So for like our, our, our custodians, we pay more money. Um, for if we had food service, we'd pay more money. Things that are more costly. FICA, 7.65% pension uh, into the state pension system. They all get 32 and a half hours. 32 and a half hours guarantees them in the state pension. That's how we get them. Everyone, everyone wants to know, how are you going to get the bus drivers? We get them because we're a state pension system. That's why they come to us. They'll come for less salary to get in the state pension system. Um, current bus drivers, 574 health benefits, workers' comp. Current uh, bus aid salaries, we're not going to expand bus aids. Bus aids are exactly where they need to be. Um, the buses, the, the, the routes we want to pick up next year don't have any aids on them. Um, substitutes, a little bit high right now. Uh, salary for sport, uh, sports and field trips. Um, if you saw on the previous slide, we, we paid about three to $350,000. But when we do it, it's a lot less money because... We don't have the fringe that a contractor would have in it. So on the left side is what we're paying right now. On the right side is the new cost that we're going we're gonna to have. New bus drivers, 22 new bus drivers is what we have in there. Um, health benefits, workers' comp, Viking pensions, all part of it. Garage salaries, $110,000. Everyone wants to know, where are you going to get that from? Well, in Vineland, I had five mechanics. Each of them got between 50 and $60,000, five of them. Um, so I think I could probably get a mechanic for $55,000. I already had them somewhere else. 
health benefits, workers' comp, FICA, and pension. Um, so our district new costs are 1.2 million in salaries, in salaries only. There's another slide that has other costs on there. So total salaries and benefits, about $2.9 million. Next slide. These are things that aren't uh, related to salaries. School bus insurance, uh, school bus maintenance, fuel cost goes up and down. Uh, I see that go up and down every, every month it comes in. Software and camera maintenance renewal. Parent aid in lieu, that's not going to change. It's normally, you know, between 95 and 105,000. Uh, 27 school bus lease. I'm going to get in, into a little bit of an explanation on two slides about that. Everyone thinks they know how it works for school bus leases. I'm going to show you how we're doing it, and then it'll make sense to you. Um, that's 27 new school bus leases. Um, we already have four under a lease already. Garage maintenance utilities, preschool grants, picking up part of it. Other non-West Deptford schools, if you notice on the previous side, it was like six, six something. We're going we're gonna to try and pick up a couple of them routes that are, that are going out of the district. Uh, joint shares in West Deptford schools are going to be the same. So non-salary costs about $1.4 million. So I'm, I have two slides that are going to talk about how we're going to go about acquiring the leases. We're going to acquire 22 school buses and one handicap bus. That one handicap bus is the one that we're servicing five students for $214,000 a year right now. We can do it for $95,000. Um, this is how you would typically think it would work. 22, 137 be 3 million. The, the one handicap bus, 172, 3.1 million. You would think we're going to spend 1.2 million, but we're not. Think about how you lease a car. If you were to lease a $50,000 car and you're only going to pay for it for two years, you're not actually paying 50,000 for it. You're going to pay 15 for it. That's what we're going to do with the buses. We're only going to lease them even though buses last for 15 years, we're going to lease them for five years. I'm only going to pay 45% of the value of the bus. So on my, uh, my uh, sheet, we're going to lease 11 of them for five years and 12 of them uh, for eight years. So we're only going to pay $1.9 million. Next slide. On the traditional model, you would think we would, we would spend $3.1 million the interest rate varies right now. It runs between 3.5 and 4% for us. Um, it'd be about 680,000 we would pay for that. We're not gonna pay that. We're gonna pay what's called the Hunterdon County model. If you look up the Hunterdon County Educational Service Commission, they have a lease area. Go in there, section that talks about this. It's, uh, most school districts are going this way now. They're trying to get away from having these 10 and 11 year old buses where you're having to replace $7,500 uh, uh, turbos and these diesels. So they're trying to keep their fleets new. What happens is at the end of the lease, we actually take the bus and we sell it for the value. And then we turn around and we buy more, bus, more buses. We keep them new. So rather than paying $7,500 for a turbo, we're basically changing brakes, tires, and putting fuel in them. That's what we're doing. They come with five-year warranties we're buying them with, by the way. So anything major in it is being covered by the manufacturer. So instead of paying $680, we are going to pay $324 for all of it. We're going to save $350,000 on it. This is not new. This is what goes on. Um, you go to the next slide. So if you look at the, on the district side, 
our salary and benefits, which I showed you, the other costs, which I showed you, comes about $4.3 million. What I'm paying now is over $5 million. We're going to save over $700,000 doing it this way. Um, so I kind of got into a little bit of the numbers. Um, it's very specific. We, we know exactly where we're going to pay everyone. Um, obviously, we got to hire 22 drivers. That's a lot. It's a lot in even today's world. Um, last time we hired 18, I think we got 45 applications for 18 drivers, which is pretty good. Um, this, is where we, this is where we are looking at right now. When we see $750,000, no, it's not 50000 It's not 100000 It's not 500000 It's way more than that. So when you start to see your bill go up for your cell phone, don't you look at other providers? We're looking at other ways of doing it. Um, this way make, makes the most sense. If you look back, um, there's been some people who have Oprah requested records. If you look back through the finance committee, the finance committee has been talking about this for 18 months. If you look back in the Board of Education agendas in June, July, and August of last year, you will see we talked about it. And we signed a contract with Gloucester County to build the yard. It was at a public meeting that we talked about it. So we've been talking about this for a while because it's not stopping. It keeps going up. It's not like, and I understand the contractors aren't going to renew at 2%. They can only renew at what the state allows them to renew at. I understand that. I could see 10, 15%. Last year, I budgeted, I budgeted 20% and it came in 79%. So it was way, not even close to the curve. And I thought it was high at 20%. So this is what we're looking at as the board at where we can save money. That's all I have right now. Does any of the board have any questions regarding any of this? And then we can open up that out there if you want. I did. Um, I think Dr. Gizmani talked about the middle school being something that we moved on from. We have other options that are in place. We, uh, we got contacted by the county. The county has a yard seven miles away. Um, the county is going to have a memorandum of understanding in the letter to us that said that they will lease that yard to us for a year or two while we decide on where we're going to put a yard in West Effort. Um, so we're going to lease it for $6,000 a year. It's got two bays. It's got transportation for 40 buses. It's seven miles away. So we looked at it. Uh, Buses get about, gas buses get about four miles a gallon. And when you got 40 of them going back and forth, it adds up. So when you run those numbers, it costs about $50,000 in fuel. Um, $50,000 coming off of $740,000 savings is still up there. Pretty good. So, um, it allows this board to allow the time it needs to take to address the concern to the citizens of where our existing, our, our new yard is going to be. Um, we're looking at buying property. We have another facility on uh, another school that we're looking at. Um, the problem here is there's a lot of wetlands around, so you can't build everywhere. We have plenty of room on the schools. You just can't build on them because of the wetlands. So we're looking at different property that doesn't have that kind of situation. Um, so we just got contacted, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago by the Gloucester County about the yard that we can have. Um, so now that puts in play 
going back out for buses again because now we have a place to put them while we determine where we're going to build this yard. Um, in our mind, that yard needs to be a certain amount of money. That yard needs to be about $4.5 million or less because that's what fits in the budget. It's already built into the budget. So anything more than that will be a strain uh, to the budget. It needs to be that much money in order for that yard to be built. So um, that's kind of what we're looking for right now. Anything else from any here? Do you have the numbers from Holcomb for the last five years when they were providing all of the routes? I have the last three. Um, last year was 79. The year before that was 30. I want to say 39. Uh, the year before that, it was renewal. Uh, I think it was zero, whatever the state, deep, uh, whatever state incentive was. They're usually less than two and a half percent. Um, you know, things have changed. So, like I said, with the buses, you know, ninety-five thousand dollars in two, you know, twenty twenty, and one hundred thirty-seven thousand now. Now, things are changing. So, um, yeah, I mean, at last three zero, thirty-nine, and seventy-nine. I don't have the two before that i have a question um when we were in COVID and not using buses did we get any refund no for three months we actually paid 60 percent of the cost even though the buses weren't being run so so anything we were, else so we were paying for services that we we didn't get because schools were closed. Yeah, but I, I think uh, the majority of schools were doing that because everyone was in, you know, it was on, you know, it wasn't, wasn't just Holcomb. It was, everyone was that way, mm. um, you know, to keep people employed. So people weren't on, un, you know, unemployed um, that with some of the grants that come from the feds were keeping their people, you know, being employed. Right. Thank you. Anything else? We're good. Thank you, Mr. McCauley. Okay. Thank you. I, I tried to, break down exactly why we're doing this. It, it, it comes down to money and service. I mean. Can I get a motion to open public comment? Motion, Barna. Second. Maggie. All in favor? We will open uh, public comment. <clears throat> this portion of the meeting is reserved for comments by the public regarding items on the meeting agenda prior to board action. Should a member of the public wish to address the board on a topic not listed on this agenda, there will be a second public comment after the board's regular business has been conducted. Residents who wish to address the board are required to state their name, their address, and the agenda item they will be commenting on. I have first um, comment will be from Mr. Dan Grazioli regarding transportation. Dan Grazioli. If I can, I'd like to, I know everybody's listening once they hear right from Mr. Holcomb. So if I can yield and I'll come back to me if that's possible, make him go first. So we don't have the gap of the numbers that Mr. McCauley just presented. Can we do that? or um, we... I'd prefer you go first since you're, you came up first. All right. Well, I know you guys are tired. What's that? Well, because I'd like him to go first. All right. So you guys are tired of hearing from me. I know that. And I'm paying the butt. But, um, you know, I believe that raising these objections and questions within the town is uh, a good thing. Right. Like we're creating conversations back and forth. We're trying to build and bridge a community um, board relationship. Um, these questions create a system of checks and balances and allows for us uh, to build these relationships and, and then to show us how well you're, what you're doing for us, for the town. All right, and I appreciate your presentation tonight, um, but I do think that it's important to not just see your presentation, but to check it and, and check the validity of it, all right? Both sides of it, I think is very important. 
Um, the December 19th uh, was our last meeting. Several questions were raised about the community retaining not only the location of the depot, what the actual savings would be to the town. Again, I appreciate it. This is my prepared statement like I talked about before. Um, there was a lot of OPA requests that were presented, uh, requested, I should say, and then we didn't, I didn't pick them up today until after five o'clock once we were notified about it. So I really haven't had a chance to even look over anything. Haven't been able to dig into the numbers, haven't been able to look over anything. Um, what does this information get discussed between the board members? That's one of the questions I had. So you guys are sitting there. When do you hear all this information? That was one thing. Um, do you hear about it when it's presented tonight or is there some other time that you guys discuss these, this information? That's one question. Um, why can't there be more communication with members of the community without having to request it? So tonight, again, it was, I appreciate you being able to be open and clear about those numbers, but um, we just hope to hear these things more often regularly. Like I said, two weeks ago, when we requested that information. If these newly hired drivers are gonna be getting pensions, which we know now, what is the contribution rate um, that's been figured into our savings? I mean, I understand because I'm gonna get a pension myself from my position in my job, but as people retire, the only way to continue to fund that pension is by the districts and the towns having to bump up their contribution rates. So at a certain point, if people come in, how many years are they gonna have to work to be able to get that pension, right? And then how, what's the rate that eventually it's gonna keep climbing up on the taxpayers? So I know that's a very long question you're typing for you to type out, but those are the kinds of, these are the kind of questions that I have in my mind as far as the taxpayers in the future. Cause I wanna raise my kids here. I wanna retire here. I wanna stay in this town. These are my concerns of why I'm here. Um, are there intentions by the board to attempt to negotiate through the proper and appropriate bidding process with third party agencies, including Mr. Holcomb in the future, if services can be done for a cheaper amount. So just as you said about the cell phones, yes, wholeheartedly agree. We should find better options if they work, but how do we know they work? Just taking your word for it. We should all be able to see those things lined out, ABC and your plan. If the transportation plan does fully go through, can the town lease a location to hold these buses instead of purchasing one? All right. So we already talked about that. Give the town a better option to pull out in five to eight years. So I think it's important from a financial perspective, having a backup plan. If you're going to, you said it's only for two years, but if that plan works and the county continues to do it, why spend $5 million in a position behind our school when we could do it for the rate that you said, which is much significant, much more significant savings. And if you lease for five years in a day and you can pull out, and if that's not working, eight years in a day, pull out. Okay, we're done with the buses. Now we just have to get rid of our lease at the county. All right, let's go back to Mr. Holcomb. So that's a better idea versus making something permanent, whether it's at Oakview or the high school or back here at the middle school. You can't get out of it at that point. You're all in. So why not continue like you said? Okay, so having all these things laid out to the community, being very clear so everyone understands fully what we're doing here. Trust me, I'm all about saving money. I uh, shop around regularly for my insurance. I do everything about saving money. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into my personal finances, but everybody likes to save money. And finally, as I said before, the lack of information that we have to get to this point, when there's an, a gap in information, it leads the human, it's human nature to doubt and to question, and it leads our mind astray. So it's a very negative feeling when you aren't filled in. And I'm hoping that at this point forward, I truly hope that everybody just, we never have to get back to that point again. And we can continue to have you stand up here and have a presentation. That was the first time I was ever, I ever saw that. I mean, I, I was here last year. You talked about this was going on for 15, 16 months. I spoke in, in August of 2021 20, when my kids, 
I was concerned about the school. So I was here, but I also didn't know that that was going on at the time. My name's on the agenda in the middens in August of 21. And I left because I didn't know anything about this. If I had, I would have sat here and I would have talked. I would have listened to what you had to say. If I, that at the time, that wasn't the forefront. But like I'm trying to say is we discussed Mr. Guzmani. We talked about it and having that right on the website, like instead of having to search through the minutes and find out all these different places of where things are hidden into, have it very clear and open for the community to see. All right. I appreciate everybody's time. And I thank you guys for what you do. Yeah, I, 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 there's there's a lot of uh, misinformation out there. Um, we we're not a, a municipality or a county. A county must do what you just said. When they retire, they have to pay their health benefits and have to pay their pension. We're not that way. We're a school district. We don't pay that. We pay it while they're employed. But as soon as they leave us, they're part of the state. They they get state health benefits. They don't they don't cost us anything. They get a state pension. They don't cost us anything. A county and municipality are different, not us. Um, so there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, for a school district, we don't have any of those costs once they once they retire, they're they're done with us. And then I'll answer the next question. Um, when do we hear about it? Uh, we have individual committees, so this has been discussed in finance committee with the three members of the finance committee, myself, um, our chair, Mr. Jones, will present uh, the a detailed analysis or to the full board um, through email. So, and then any questions are emailed directly to him and co copied to me. And then we forward it to uh, Mr. McCauley and Dr. Gizmundi. So is the only way to get that information is like, is that posted for public to see at all? Yeah, he presents it. Okay. okay. Yeah, that'll, he'll, he'll hit during finance. His first thing will be the, uh, the, uh, or the summary of, of committee. And that's done every month. If we meet, if finance committee meets, not all committees meet every month. I know that some committees were collapsed. Is that my, my understanding? Of that? There's four. There's four committees now. Okay. We used to have uh, eight, I believe, but we collapsed them into four. And why was that? Uh, it's easier. Okay. Collapsed. So yeah, we were, some of the committees were meeting, you know, two or three times a, a week. And if you're on two or three different committees, it, it can be very time consuming for volunteer positions. So we tried to make it easier on our, our members. All right, thanks. All right, next up would be uh, Mr. Denshin, Denshin, excuse me, Deccan, sorry, regarding transportation. Hello, it is uh, Matt Deccan. I just had a question uh, for the board. I was wondering if you guys did vote for the bus acquisition plan uh, as well as the plan for transportation in executive session. We can't vote for anything during executive session. Perfect. So one of my biggest concerns is every time I see a number of this potential savings, um, we see savings could look like, and it's very interesting to me that as the pressure has been put on since the December meeting, that number has jumped every single time. Originally it was 475,000, then it went up to 650,000, and finally it has escalated tonight to 750,000. I'm asking today why a $200,000 preschool grant would be included in the projected numbers. Seems to me that that's also how we're escalating this. Um, I would certainly hope that that $200,000 could be put back into the preschool program, not to support in-house busing. My second statement for this is regarding the NJ, NJSLA as well as NJ Start program. I have to say I'm very concerned with the sixth grade numbers. 
It appears to me that the ELA and the math numbers, almost half of the students in, those grade, in that grade are listed as strong support needed. I have some grave concerns about 50% of the students in grade six listed under this test as needing strong support. Um, and I would like to understand what is being deployed specifically at the sixth grade to address that drastic need. But it is, it is clear when you compare it to the other numbers that something happened in the sixth grade. Thank you. So just give me a few minutes. I'm actually going to pull the, the NJSLA data because what I presented was the start strong information. Sorry, that's, that's what I meant. So that's very different from the NJSLA data. So what I'll do is I'll look at where the fifth grade landed in NJSLA and that'll give a better understanding. I just don't have, I was quickly trying to pull my presentation yeah, no, up sorry, as you were just to clarify, I was actually referring to the STAR program percentages. It appeared that ELA and math were 47 and 46. The font is even worse back here. So if I'm incorrect with that 47 and 46, um, that's the number that, I, you know, and that particular thing. Yeah, and that's um, indicating to us that um, these are students that we need to provide supports for. And in sixth grade, we have something called foundations that we provide an additional course for those students to actually go over areas of weakness for literacy and math. But I can, I'll pull up the information and then I can grab you afterwards. And then preschool, if I don't mind jumping in, and then you can kind of follow up. So in the preschool grant, because I actually um, am responsible for um, the submitting of that information, prior to this whole bus conversation, um, we do have a line item in there for transportation and preschools always paid their own transportation. So uh, with Holcomb being our, um, our, bus that we utilized prior, we were paying Holcomb for the preschool buses. So that was never in the general budget and we're, we're required to provide preschool transportation for our students. That's not a um, not in the general budget. So that $200,000, actually I think it's a little bit more than that. Um, we are, it's what we'd always play. So Gina, I'll let you jump in on that. Yeah, it's, it, we didn't have the preschool grant prior to what, 2019? So 2019, we didn't have a cost of preschool. So when, when we did build a grant, we built in the cost. Preschool grant is more money because not only do you have the driver, but you have an aide. And they run back um, four times a day. They, they run in the morning, afternoon. They come back in the afternoon. They run again. So they're, they're the costly routes. That's why there's so much money. But they are in the preschool grant. If we build a preschool grant, you'll see it's, it's part of it. Yeah. and um, But you, you had two sort of sim to the actual cost of like what we're paying today, potential savings on one side. It appeared that 200,000 was included on the one side to kind of bump that number up to 750. Is that true? Or did we find no, another? No, you know, you know I'm, I'm going to tell you where that came from. Yeah. So when I, when I addressed the, 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 the bus, uh, the bus lease that the board approved in October, I think it was October. So that bus lease, I put the whole thing in for transportation. That bus lease was not all transportation. It was a thousand, it was 1,072,000, only 468 of that lease was transportation. The other things were the radio project and four vehicles. So in what I did was instead of taking the, the whole $200,000 and put it against the transportation, took half of it out because it, it doesn't belong in transportation. That's where you see, that's where you see the increase. Okay. Thank you. Uh, next up will miss, be Miss Amy Barringer also talking about transportation. Um, so my name is Amy Barron. Um, at the December meeting um, with the transportation, the Board of Education stated that you will be planning to lease gas-powered school buses. Um, however, 
with some research, I found that gas-powered school buses do cost more in maintenance cost, and there's a higher fuel cost due to higher consumption due to gas buses. Um, I would think this is going to cost us more, uh, the taxpayers more money. Um, have you looked into that research as well? That, that's not true. It's, it's a lot less costly to run a gas bus than a diesel bus. Diesel buses are way more money to maintain. I can provide you the research if you would like. I would love to see it. Sure. Also, I found that the state of New Jersey has announced that they plan to um, transition and offer funding for electric school buses. This was announced in August of 2022. Has that been talked about or considered? You say gasoline buses? I meant electric. Electric buses. Electric buses. Yeah, we've been researching that. Um, we have gone up, and I think uh, D-Heart right up here has one of the few electric buses that are out there. Um, they're very costly right now, and when they do come out with grant programs, they're really funded towards uh, inner cities. Like in New Jersey, you can only get some of the grant programs for like uh, Camden, uh, I think Pleasantville, and somewhere up north. You couldn't even get... You couldn't. Too. Millville? I thought Millville was. Millville don't have their own buses, so okay. probably not. Um, they use Shepherd. Um, so, you know, right now it costs about $400,000 for one and another 50000 for the charger. So $137,000 for a gas bus as opposed to four hundred. And the amount of buses we need, you, you'd be lucky if you get one or two paid for a grant. Um, they're not here yet. They will be, but they're not here yet. Okay, and then you also mentioned every five years you want to um, lease, release another bus. Like every five years, you want to update and buy, like lease another fleet of buses. Is that the plan? So, in every five years, what's the cost going to look like then? Because they're going to cost more and more money, right? Because when I lease cars, it seems to yeah, cost that me more that would money. be true. You're right, but we're going to get the amount of money back on it too. Um, so. If you look at the Hunterdon County model, go on the Hunterdon County website, it, there's a under lease midway through. Um, it's reducing the, the cost of, of, of buses. It talks about being able to sell the bus back, just like you do with your car uh, on a leased car. And it talks about uh, the savings realized uh, at the time you sell it that you actually put back into the buses again. By keeping them new, you're keeping the cost down. As they get older, even though they went from 12 years to 15 years, not too far, maybe five years ago, they went from 12 years to 15 years. Um, as they get older, they become very costly, especially diesels. Um, by keeping them new, instead of having to do engine replacements and leaf replacements and things like that, you're actually really only doing like tires and oil changes. Um, and it costs about $12,500 to run a diesel bus a year. It costs about $7,000 to run a gas bus. Um, plus the cost of diesel is a lot more than, than gas right now. Um, yes, um, you probably get six miles of the gallon on a diesel and you probably get about four to four and a half on a, on a, on a, on a gasoline bus. But the cost benefit is far uh, advantageous for gasoline right now. Actually, most of the buses you see right now by districts are all gasoline. Okay. And if you're um, selling back your lease that you said you're going to make money, you'll be able to sell them because I've never had that for a car. So I'm just wondering how. That yeah. Right now you, you can't right even now buy could, yeah. right now. You can't even buy uh, anyone. I had to actually go and not at a dealer. I had to go to school district to call around this summer to get the five 
diesel buses that we actually have. They're actually diesel because, you know, I'm, I'm buying them at 10 and 11 years old. They didn't have gas back then. Um, so um, right now we're, you know, we're charging, we're actually building the lease so we can sell them back at like, you know, 55%, but we're actually paying 45%. So we're actually going to, we're, we have a mechanism in there that if I don't get the number, I'm still, I'm still good. Uh, it's hard to explain, but you know, in five years, the number will be there. And how do we know that in five years, the number will be there? Yeah, I know. That's, that's a like good one. Um, it doesn't make sense. Well, it, it's just like anything else. You're, you're paying for a percentage of the bus. Mm -hmm. So it's just like anything else. If, if you're buying a bus that's 10 years that, that you can still run for 10 years, you're going to pay for what the percentage is. That's basically what you're doing. It just seems like every five years when you're purchasing another lease, it's just going to cost more and more money as well. So I'm just kind of wondering how we already have in-house, we already have busing within our town. It just kind of doesn't seem to make sense to me to take on such a huge project for a small town that we are. Thank you. Actually, you, you make a comment there at the very end as a small town that we are. Mm -hmm. Think of the districts in Gloucester County who have their own buses. Think of them. Almost all of them do. Even the Clearviews in the Kingsway, who are a third of our size that have their own buses. So, Gateway has their own buses. Deptford has their own buses. Deptford has had their buses for more than probably 30 years. We're least. one of the few that don't have our own buses. Deptford Township has a well-established busing. I mean, gosh, when I was there, when I was a kid, they had their own buses. And that was in the 80s. I mean, it's been a long time. So it's been a long establishment for them. We're just starting over, starting to do everything. I mean, it's just you're asking the taxpayer to fund everything. And I don't even see all the numbers and you want to release the bus every five years. I'm asking, like, what are the rest of the numbers? What are we going to be paying for? I feel like we're already paying so much and the board always approves tax increases. So I'm wondering what the next five years and the next five years is going to, how much am I going to pay to live in this town? It'll be less than you're paying now when it comes to busing. We wouldn't be doing it if we thought we were going to be losing money. I mean, just like anything else, you're not going to go into it thinking you're going to be paying more money. If we thought we were going to be paying more, more money, we wouldn't be doing this. That's why I'm saying it's not 50 or 100,000. It's way more than that. Even if I was off by a little bit, even if I was off by 200,000, I'm still saving $500,000. You know, it's, it's not like we're, we're close and it's like, oh, you know, if we miss something, you know, we're really going to pay for it. We're way off here, like way off. Thank you. Next up will be Mr. Uh, A.J. Hillcom also discussing the pending bus acquisition. Good evening. Uh, my name is A.J. Holcomb. Um, I'm not only the... Uh, the contractor, they'll be losing the contract if you decide to buy buses. We are also a taxpayer in town. I just thought I'd, I'd mention that. Um, and we're a half a mile from the schools, not seven. And that used to be in the contract that the uh, contractor had to be within five miles for safety reasons. So seven miles seems a little odd to me, but I just wanted to point that out. Um, I know, Gene, you have all these numbers up there. Um, just a couple of them, and I mean no disrespect, but a lot of this just seems like smoke and mirrors to me. It just seems like smoke and mirrors. Um, Defford Township, you brought up, um, they ran all of their buses. This year, they contracted up 15 of them to us because they can't get drivers. 
They realized that the cost that it does cost to run a bus, um, they decided to, to contract it out with us. You mentioned Clearview, you mentioned Kingsway. All those districts in the last 10 years have shrunk. They haven't expanded. They've shrunk because, again, they can't get drivers. When a bus costs $95,000 and now it's $135,000, all these numbers, I mean, they don't make sense to me. Um, interest rates, 18 months ago when you started this project, have more than doubled. Fuel prices have more than doubled. Driver wages are up 35%. Mechanics, $55,000. You're going to get a mechanic for $55,000. Send them my way all day long, please, because you are not getting a qualified mechanic for it. Even half, it's going to be a hundred thousand dollars for a mechanic. Um, the insurance cost you had forty eight thousand dollars on there. Um, I don't know how many buses that is, but that's probably 10, and you already have I think 18 you said now, and you're going to double that. So, again, I just those numbers somebody, I mean, besides throwing them up on a on a uh, a slide up there, someone really needs to dive into these numbers because I do not feel that they're accurate whatsoever. Um, we keep talking about your 79% increase. 18 months ago, I was told that you were going to go out and you were going to try to get these buses. So I mentioned it at the meeting in December. It was a lame duck year. We have to have the infrastructure. We have to buy the buses. We have to do all the things to make sure we can supply that contract. Of course, the price went up. If you look back and go five years, and what I would really like you to do is go back and look at the Defferts, the Clearviews, all the folks that we do work for, we are in town. You guys had the best rate out of anyone. It makes no sense. If you went to a district that I'm driving 20 miles away from, I can see that district saying, wow, our prices are really high. Maybe we need to privatize. This is the last town that should privatize their buses. It makes no sense. Absolutely none. We're in town. We're not seven miles away. We're in town. I really think we need to look at these numbers because I just, I just think that they're, they're just not correct. Um, you had the folks up here earlier that were the food service folks. I don't know if you did food services yourself before. The man brought up a really key word. It was partnership. We had a wonderful partnership. You go back five years, 0% increase, 3% increase. The one year fuel goes up, different things go up. I don't think it was 39%. Again, I, I, that's false numbers. It might have been 9%, 10%, maybe. Definitely not 39%. But we work with many districts partnerships, a huge thing. We try to take care of our folks. We have a meeting tomorrow. We have a couple of runs that have some issues. We're there. I'll be there myself along with my staff. A lot of districts, when they want to try to privatize, it's because they want to have control. They don't feel like that they get that, you know, hometown, you take care of problems and all that stuff. I, I, we have no service problems. It's not like you guys have runs that aren't showing up every day. Our contractor's horrible. All these things. This just makes no sense. And obviously, I mean, I have a lot of skin in the game here, so I'm, I'm saying these things. But, I mean, it makes absolutely no sense for this district to try to privatize. You have the best game in town. No one bid on your sports. No one bid on your field trips. No one can do them. We were the only one that could do them. We don't even like doing them. We do them for no other district. We did them for this district because we had the entire contract. When you struggled, had to buy those buses, that's the reason why. I'll go back to partnership. We're here for the long haul. We want to do the work. I just think you guys are making a big mistake if you try to do that. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Mr. Tucci, are there any uh, virtual comments? Um, yes, uh, online comments. Uh, first up, I have Shauna Connell. Yes, um, I just had a question about, I inquired about this before. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Uh, my question was regarding the... Um, 
courtesy buses. Um, ever since COVID, this is something that was um, removed from the bus schedule plan. And um, I... Ms. Connell, um, I'm just going to stop you. That's a non-agenda item, so you'll have to do that at the next um, uh, public comment. Okay. I had just already had emailed my comments, so I didn't know where that fit in. Let her speak. It's not a, all right. Okay. I can speak then. Okay. Um, so I just was wondering for the Sherwood West side, there's no bus for the middle school students. And for parents who a lot of the students fight, um, it's at that, like right at that borderline for, I guess, what the state allows for where you don't have to provide a bus if you're under two miles, but it's like 1.7 miles. But on bad weather days or if parents work in the morning or evening, you know, students may have to bus. There is a late bus that's offered on the days that there are clubs. But uh, my question was if they could offer even one central bus for the development, um, even if it doesn't go to multiple stops. But if even one central bus stop location could be added because the buses do pass the development, see them. And if they're able to work out a route for the late bus, I just don't understand why they can't figure out a route for the morning route and this be added to the schedule, at least to have one pickup for if it's bad weather or really cold, that parents could drive to that or students could carpool or what have you to that one location, if not multiple locations, just for one pickup, one drop off for the development, especially with the... Um, higher rate that we pay um in taxes as well yeah i understand what you're saying I, can, she, can she hear me don yes yeah we, we've had a number of parents coming from over there regarding um the, the miles two miles um for um uh elementary middle and then it's two and a half miles for high school um we had an, a number of parents uh, that was something we were going to revisit um, later down the road, transportation right now is, uh, is very costly. Um, I, I know, I know when, as we approach possibly doing it ourselves, as we've been discussing for 18 months, revisiting that, um, right now, um, it's not something we can do at the moment. Um, and I, I think there's somebody that they're very close to the two miles right there. Um, a little bit over, I think. Um, not over, but they're under. Um, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, and that's something we're probably going to look at in the future, but not right now. I, I know what you're saying about like a, a, a group space where everyone can go for, you know, inclement weather. It's just not something that we can do at the moment in the, in the current state of transportation. Um, online comment. And I'm, I apologize. That was my mistake with the non-agenda item, agenda item. Thank you, Ms. Uh, Ms. Connell. Next up, I have uh, Brian Clue. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Brian Clue, 433 yep. Westwood Drive. Uh, this question was for uh, Mr. McCauley. Mr. McCauley, I was looking at the numbers, and uh, I look at your projected cost savings year over year. H have you given any thought to projecting those cost savings? Obviously, they're projected against a one-year contract with Holcomb. Um, have you given any thought to comparing them to a three to five year contract or a longer term contract with either Holcomb or another bus provider. Thank you. Yeah. When it, when it comes to bidding, uh, we, we kind of know who our audience is going to be. I mean, there's really, 
I mean, other than Holcomb, there's probably B.R. Williams, probably the closest one that can come up from Woodstown. Um, we did have McGow out of Washington Township, but they went belly up a year ago. Uh, there's really not a lot that could come and actually bid this area. They would have to put a depot here. They'd have to do exactly what we're doing. They'd have to find a place to put a depot to actually have their own busing. When we look at going forward, we're looking at cost of salaries are going to go up. We know that. I mean, right now, I mean, I think we settled with the teachers at 3% a little bit more. We know that's going to go up. Um, the way we have the health benefits structured, um, they're only allowed to have single benefits. Um, so we know what that's going to be. Um, for single benefits, it's not, it's not a $40,000 benefit package. Uh, it's a lot less than that. So even if it was to go up 5 or 10%, it's not a huge hit. Um, when we look at it uh, compared to going out online, uh, just as AJ said, as as he raises his rates, he's going to pass on to us. So if I said I'm going to set my rates at 30, um, we're paying for it. If I if we go to AJ Holcomb and he's going to raise his rates to 35 so he can have drivers, we're still going to pay for it. Um, so I stand a better chance to control my cost than a contractor controlling his. Uh, Dr. Rashidi, there are no more online comments for agenda items at this time. Thank you, Mr. Tucci. Can I get a motion to close public comment? Motion Jones. Second Barna. All in favor? Aye. Public comment is closed. Courtesy extended to visitors. Uh, this portion of the meeting is open to members of the public who wish to address the board. The public is reminded that they should attempt to resolve problems and or complaints through initial contact with the appropriate administrators, director, or staff member. Such matters should only be brought to the board after all avenues within the chain of command have been exhausted. Residents who wish to address the board are required to state their name, their address, and the subject they will be speaking on. Can I get a motion to open public comment? Motion, motion. Kaminsky. Second. All in favor? Aye. Public comment for non-agenda items is open. Uh, first up will be Ms. Amy McKay. Uh, speaking about instructional aids and bidding. Uh, thank you, Amy McKay. Um, my comment on bidding, um, I'm not even sure if Mr. Holcomb's still here because I didn't, I couldn't look. As, okay, hi. Um, so I, I just wanted to say really quick in reference to that, um, I'm not, um, personally, I'm not in favor of the bus depot or um, in-housing transportation, but I will say that um, I, I did not appreciate the reference. I appreciate that the board is looking for alternatives and I do like that um, the county lot is a temporary option. Um, for you to point out that it's seven miles as opposed to five. I worked for um, HAD HARP for quite a while in their bidding. <laughs> and uh, I know for a fact that the reference to five miles is more of a shoe-in bid or a gimme bid spec. So um, there isn't any other bus depots within five miles, which really puts you guys at an advantage. So to point that out is <laughs> a little underhanded on your part. Um, but, I, you know, I do agree that um, it is great having a local company. Um, my comment on instructional aids, um, Jean, tonight, I've asked, I've asked you this before, we've had this conversation before, but tonight your comment, and I quoted it, I had to write it down, was um, they'll come for less salary to get in the pension system, 32.5 hours gets them in that system. Um, and th this is a reference to our bus drivers, and you qualified $28 an hour as a low salary, but you have people working in those fourth, fifth, and sixth grade classrooms that have students who are at the 50 percentile that are just not meeting standards. 
that are instructional aides that are like, we're like struggling to find people to do that. And we need those people desperately. Um, so to say that those people are only worth $18 an hour and 29.5 hours and they don't deserve benefits, um, it's kind of a slap in the face of us wanting to meet those standards and to raise our students' abilities and skills. So um, I would hope that while you're looking at paying bus drivers and incentivizing them to come and work for our district, you would also take the time to look at the people who are working very hard in your classrooms uh, with those students who are struggling the most. Um, our instructional aides are not working with our high-performing students. They're working with our strugglers and looking at ways as a board to bring those people in to get people who are passionate about their position and want to work uh, in our classrooms. Um, and if that's because they're coming for less salary, but to be in the pension system, or if it's because they get a better salary, um, they're very qualified individuals. Some people that you have in your classrooms have degrees. They have to have 60 college credits at a minimum. Um, so it's just something I would like the board to consider, considering that presentation and knowing that we have a lot of struggling learners out there. Thank you. Next up will be um, Melissa McGee uh, talking about uh, lack of food in lunch period, the last lunch period. My name is Melissa McGee. I've tried to let this go since the beginning of the year. My son eats the last lunch period. Several parents on the class page have complained there's not enough food when they go to eat. My son the other day, he wanted pizza. They didn't have any. He didn't want a rubbery cheeseburger, so he got a salad. When he went, there was no salad dressing. He didn't eat. He had a blueberry muffin for lunch. Now, with Chartwell's coming with all these big ideas, you can't even get kids to eat the sweet potato fries. If they're going to come out with these Brussels sprouts and kale shakes, is that going to limit the other food that our kids really want, like that pizza? And if also, I'm not nothing against them, but if you Google Chartwell's, they don't have a good history. A lot of food has been outdated. They don't have enough food for the kids. Things have had mold on them. Just please think about these kids. What 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 uh, school is your middle school? Thank you, Miss McGee. I will. Um, we've already been in contact. I think um, someone did ask that question to me recently uh, for someone. Uh, we did mention we did reach out to them, and they were kind of. Uh, about the pizza aspect, you know, why don't you have pizza? And he, they said they make everything daily and they order enough pizzas. And then if they need 15 pizzas in one day and seven pizzas another day, or if they need 18 pizzas, you know, they go through and they've realized there's been a few times that they've run out and they keep upping their order. Um, students love the pizza there because they do make it fresh at every period. They are going through their, um, what they're ordering. They're upping that. The first time I'm hearing about mold, and the, the outdated, you know, that's something that I just heard today too. So, you know, they are, be, they're being addressed. Um, I wish when you were here, uh, you know, I think you could have even used that in the open comment. You could have said something with that. Yeah. Well, that was the uh, conversation I just had with her on Thursday when I just found out. So I'm glad that there's a lot of pizza today. Yeah. Yeah. I won't eat the spinach steak either. It's okay. No offense to anyone, but I, I understand. I do. Thank you. Um, I will reach out more, but if you do continue more problems, please feel free to email and uh, we, we need to hear that. I did 
This is the first in the past couple of days we've heard it because we will jump on that. Uh, okay, thank you. Mr. Tucci, are there any uh, virtual non-agenda comments? Uh, Dr. Shu, there are no online comments for non-agenda items at this time. Thank you. Can I get a motion to close the non-agenda public comment? Motion, Kaminsky. Second, Nafis. All in favor? Uh, does any board member have any new business they'd like to discuss? Any other comments? I do. So I think that if the bus thing has taught us anything, it's that um, big projects within our schools are long processes, right? And it's taking us a really long time to get here. And I have brought this um, up a number of times and I know that um, Dr. Guzmundi has addressed some of it, but some of the big concerns that I have as they relate to our schools are twofold um, and they are HVAC and the fact that we are outgrowing schools. I have kids in the elementary schools um, and the class sizes are not getting any smaller, they're getting bigger, which I think is a testament to the success of our schools. I, I think we'd hate to see a district getting smaller, but we're outgrowing our space and losing special space, specials space um, in the elementary schools. I know at Greenfields, we lost a music room and I heard rumor, not from anybody official, but that we're likely losing an art space next year. Um, and so that's concerning to me because I have kids that are in the elementary schools. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have preschool now. And when these schools were built, we didn't have preschools. And I've, I've brought this up a number of times, but the budget address from the governor in July specifically put in there that there was money, $120 million for capital improvements that would help school districts to build preschools. Um, I'm not suggesting a, a place or that it happened or whatever. I just think that we need a plan laid out um, and that we contact whoever it is that needs to be contacted and that we put the steps in motion, whether we get the money or not, whether it's earmarked for somebody else or not. There's nothing in, I looked in the grant that says that it's going to somebody else, just like there was nothing in the bus grant that said that it was going to anybody else. It just so happens that it went to poorer districts. But I think that if we have to bond for HVAC, I would love to not go to the Little Miss West Upford pageant and sit in 90 degree heat again. Um, I complained about that last, last summer. I would hate for the kids that are here at the middle school next year to not have to be relegated to certain classrooms because it's too hot in other classrooms. Um, I just think that if these are things that are going to take 18 months or two years or however long they're going to take, that we start planning for them. And I'm concerned that all of our resources have gone towards busing and not towards things like that, that I think directly impact the kids. So that's my soapbox and thank you.